Hi, it's John from CEO Raider. Check us out online at ceoraider.com, the only place on the, on the internet where customers, investors, and employees may share their feedback anonymously about various companies and CEOs. CEO Raider. Hey, I wanted to speak a bit about today, a bit today about insurance technology. Uh, insure tech is the buzzword that many of you may come across. Um, the the VCs love to talk about it on on Twitter in their own personal blogs and in technology press and and things of that sort. Um, it's it's a space. There's there's a lot of hype in the space. I spent a few years covering the the sector as a as a banker. I spent a couple of years working in the space as a as an M and A executive, and um, I think one of the things that the uh, the venture guys take for granted when they invest in these portfolio companies is um, they just assume that some of these new technologies will be readily adopted by insurance carriers. They don't appreciate the fact that insurance carriers typically have very long sales cycles, two to three years is kind of the, the, the norm. And that's for established technologies when you're bringing disruptive technologies to market. Um, it could be a lot longer. Uh, I, I know from experience, we have a product that we've since sort of put on the shelf that was too early for market, whereby uh, we use social media and other public data to, to help uh, identify fraud. And um, the name of the product was Identity Hub, and we marketed it to various carriers. And, and what it felt like to us, the consensus was, not that this was explicit commentary, but it, it was being pushed back on us. So the carriers kind of wanted us to provide the, the service as an outsourced service, as, as a BPO, as opposed to consuming it as, as a product. Um, and I think that's one of the things that the venture guys will run into the run into with their portfolio companies is that many of the carriers aren't set up to use advanced technologies. They don't have the staff. They don't have the bandwidth. Um, they'd rather build it themselves. That's where they are in the product cycle with a lot of technologies. I feel like the, the insurance vertical is, is where uh, banking was maybe 10 years ago, where they're building a lot of their own stuff in-house, on-premise versus the cloud. And um, I think what needs to happen is rather than develop technologies to sell into established carriers, what I call sort of uh, the legacy carriers, um, I think it makes more sense to, frankly, bring new insurance business models to market. I think that's what fundamentally needs to happen. I think with the with the legacy carriers, you know, a lot of these guys are going to see their their personal auto business go away as you see more and more uh, automobile automobile manufacturers uh, develop autonomous vehicles. Then, as they do that, they'll self-insure those vehicles. So that book of business will erode over time for the, for the carriers, and they're going to have to pursue other lines of business whether it's specialty, whether it's cybersecurity, which some of the carriers are, are doing, which I think is smart, uh, specifically, specifically speaking about cybersecurity. Um, so I think there's going to be quite a bit of disruption in the next 10 to 20 years in the insurance carrier space. And so rather than develop little niche technologies in established pockets within the established carrier base, I think it makes more sense to bring new disruptive insurance models to to market. Um, 
I think there there are some things that you could do on the outskirts of the of the the insurance ecosystem as it exists today. So, for example, price comparison. So things that sit sort of outside the the carrier's walls at the front end of the of the supply chain. I just think those, you know, if you're a venture guy, you can make an ROI on price comparison on uh, digitizing um, policy forms and things like this. Uh, guys like iPipeline, you know, so I think there's a, there's an ROI, you, you, can, you know, for sure that you can that you can generate there. But to really move the needle and to create significant ROI in enormous business opportunity, you know, billion dollar plus revenue streams, um, you're going to first need to see disruption take place in the legacy ecosystem and new business models come to market. And then once that happens, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to tell to sell fraud detection solutions, to sell uh, deep advanced analytic capability, um, you know, to, to, to really drop modern tools into the ecosystem post this disruption period, or at least simultaneously while this disruption is, is going on. Um, I think there's a you know there's a resistance to change in the insurance industry. If you just think about the the people that work in the industry, you know a lot of smart folks. But if you just think about the personality profile, risk averse, you know much like the business, uh, and, and and so it's it's really not in their DNA. Many of these large insurance companies to to push on new technologies, to push the envelope, to try to differentiate through technology. Um, you know, it takes, it takes two to tango. And I, and I think a lot of the, uh, the insurance technology companies themselves, as they sell into the, you know, these various carriers or try to, they're going to find that, um, there's a little bit of, of resistance to, the change there and maybe at some point I'll, I'll do a podcast on on specific stories with with, with my experience um, but just at a high level I can tell you I remember walking into various carriers uh, names you would know uh, some of the largest in the world and you know they would complain about various technologies where they're spending millions of dollars but yet they weren't ready to make a change you know they're kind of willing to to live with the known, with the known evil. There's not a lot of catalyst for change. Uh, was what I saw. Um, I can tell you on the on the uh, fraud detection side, a lot of the carriers are, are, are willing to absorb fraud, which is just something I can never really wrap my arm, my my mind around, frankly, because a lot of it is is, is defensible. Um, but you proactively have to go after it. Whether it's fraud or whatever the you know the business initiative business initiative is within the carrier, you know you you have to want to make change. You have to want to adopt the technologies to affect that change. And if there's not the institutional will to do that, you're going to struggle. And I think that's where a lot of the venture guys are are, are going to fall on their face. They're going to write checks uh, for companies 
in a space that they don't fully appreciate, understand, you know, very few of these, uh, the venture guys that, you know, have worked in the insurance industry have spent time doing deep diligence on the space. Uh, I've, I've met very few venture guys that do, that do deep diligence, period. And, and they're going to really struggle. So you'll see a lot of hype. You'll see a lot of uh, graphics being slung around by consultants in the space, by bankers in the space. Uh, and you'll see some checks written, but I think a lot of those companies are not end up going to become what we in the banking industry refer to as as zombie companies, where they have cash on a balance sheet, they're not really generating any re- any revenue, there's minimal sales activity, and uh, you know the companies ultimately don't go anywhere and they just sort of peter out as they blow through cash on a balance sheet so hate to be a donor on the insurance tech space on the insure tech space but it's it's clearly overhyped and you know somebody's going to tell the emperor that he's not wearing any clothes until next time